All right, 58 minutes until Peach takes a massive deuce. Find out where and why on his Instagram account. No, it's, it's not ready yet, so I won't be dropping the deuce tonight. Okay. I'm holding it in. Holding it in until Holding tomorrow. it in until the plumbing is ready. Oh, man. Those are the best when you like, you got to go and you got to go. It's It'll like, be a week. Oh, man. But it is what it is. Can PC hold off for a week without taking a deuce in general? I don't think he can. <laughs> I, I go like five times a day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to Call Me Audible. It is... Uh, it turns out when you like change your diet to eat properly, your body gets rid of stuff. Oh, yeah. It, the, it doesn't like keeping stuff in there. Gets rid of all the Louis Bajans in our system. That's all mm. like that. All right. So let's talk about uh, the week that was. We have PZ Delarizzi to my right, Mokon in the middle, and Eagle in the nest. I always forget he doesn't play the sounder anymore. There we, go. there we go. I still have it. He cooks it out of him. Uh, so uh, a lot going on with through four weeks. Uh, a reminder to the teams out there who've uh, part who've played now for four games. A uh, big thank you to those who've uh, respected the rules of our FPF uh, COVID world of games. And anything we need to bring up, Eagle, from the uh, powers to be? Uh, nothing in particular. Although, in the words of Matthew McConaughey, we do have a few rule breakers. So ideally, no handshakes, please. I know there's been a couple times now where players have been like, yeah, whatever, we're going to do it anyways. Please, no handshakes after the game. I know it's sportsmanship and that stuff, but we're really trying to avoid any unnecessary contact. And this is one of those times just fist bump them from afar, wave, good game, and then walk away. It's please. the first time I played against Stephen Harpersod and not hugged him after a game. It was weird. It was weird. You know what? We're doing it. We're trying to protect uh, other people around us. Uh, unlike some people, we like to uh, put lives of others in, in ahead of our own, yeah, in, in yeah. of our, ahead of our own interests. Our, our human missiles are kids, you know. And uh, anyway, so this no handshakes. And as for Laval, it's still a status quo: uh, no fans allowed. Only no, two that's actually been changed. Oh, no. has it? Yeah, uh, maybe. You Mo was discussing bringing uh, actual fans that create cool air. We're not so, putting up uh, like Dyson's. Pictures. No Dyson's. So the update on that, just Mo, because again, for some reason you don't read the the notes. Uh, what's happened is because the grandstands are used for a day camp, we don't have access to the grandstands right now. So what we've done as a compromise is teams are allowed up to two spectators on their bench on the field. That's what I was about to say right now. (laughs) That's what I was about to say, except for two fans on the field. Okay, so that's temporary until the day camps are done, which should be soon, in which case then Laval will allow us to bring fans at that point. So right now it's only two fans max. Did you ever go to day camp, Mo? I did. I did too. But the funny thing is, PZ, um, in Laval, it's like I'm running a club. People were calling me up, bro, can you get so-and-so in? I go, dude, like you have to. They're not on the list, bro. I know. It it was literally I was turning people away. There was one team that brought six, right? They had two in 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 the field itself. Then four more came. I go, guys, who are you here for? We're here for a Team X. I go, guys, there is, there's already two fans. Why are you here? What do you mean? I go, an email sent to How do people get fans to show up to games? But the best is like they think, oh, they're we good. Through? I know, but like. We're not. But even even if my if my team made the finals, yeah, I could not get a person in my life to care enough to come. You could pay someone. They would have come. Yeah. If I like paid a hooker, she probably wouldn't come. I, I've literally had to negotiate with friends to be like, okay, if I make the finals, will you come? And they're like, oh, okay, fine. And even then, they've been like, oh, I don't really want to come or whatever. What, is it because of the Trek to Brossard? Is that what it is? Like, yeah, you know? pretty much. No, yeah. it just it's flag football. It is. That's but, more of the issue. So so Monday, it was like I was turning away people as if we were at capacity, which we were. I mean, in terms of the bodies allowed. And I felt bad. I'm like, guys, I'm like, why aren't these captains telling their friends, don't show up? Like, literally, like, four friends per hour. Then I had another guy come up with his buddy. They try to sneak in through the stands. He got caught. They come downstairs. 
They go, bro, can you let us in? I go, guys, I can't let you in. You have two fans for your team already. So, yeah. so let's be on the lookout for Laval. Uh, again, two fans per team, field level until further notice. All right, let's go into it. Uh, we wrapped up the first four weeks of the FPF uh, Fall Cup. Uh, we're on to the next round, which we'll get to. We'll have on Iggy Magnets in a half an hour's time from now. And then at uh, 8.15 or 15 minutes after that, Alex Dubois. Uh, the losing kiss my end zone who lost to the fighting tigers of the Seth Galinas. Uh, all right, Pete, we're through four, we're through four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, your overall assessment of what uh, you've uh, heard in terms of the gameplay so far through the first month. Well, so I've had a lot of my game. I've had all of my games actually at uh, Notre Dame and this, a lot of people have talked about the sight lines and how um, that, is you know it's uh, not an easy place to play. Uh, the the it's meant to go in the opposite direction, right? It's meant to play long, like lengthwise for football. Yeah. Uh, so the lighting is set up that way. Right. And then, but we're playing always directly into the light, and then in some places there's trees uh, in front of the lights, which create shadows at the back of the end zone. Um, it's not the optimal place to play uh, for FPF, but we are adapting. Um, and I could say like the. Two teams who, who have played a single game there this past week. They were talking to me about it. Um, I've played four games. I can tell you it's not an easy place to play. It's it, it, There's so many lines on, on, on the ground, and the lighting is very awkward, so it's it's tough to know where you are. So I've had I've seen snappers not know where to line up on the field, not knowing where the middle of the field is. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think maybe, look, we, we had a, a light issue on Wednesday's games where the lights only came on at 8.05, so we were playing in dark for about 10 minutes. And then finally, Brad Evans realized, yeah. oh, my God, I'm throwing overthrowing uh, footballs here. Let's slow it down here. And then the referees said, no, we're, we're going to wait till the lights come on and go on forward. Um, also something which we used to have rules for, but we're like, ah, well, it doesn't really matter. Um, it actually makes sense to switch sides potentially at that field. And there's been a lot we, of talk we about. We can't switch sides. Though. I know. I know. But like that's why normally indoors we're like, bah, okay, maybe you get a little bit of light and pappy no, but not a big game changer. When you're outside, it actually is. And we don't have rules for that anymore. So, so if you if you yeah. have choice, would you go side or would you take ball? Uh, this past week we chose the side because I'm tired of throwing it to the end zone where there's no light at the back. Uh, and I wanted to make sure that you had to drink a uh, – you won the bet and therefore were punished by having to drink a uh, pitcher. Which I forgot what the bet was all about. <laughs> so th- we, we bet that Hot Sauce Sports was not going to have 50 points for, and in order to do that, they needed to score 16, 14 points? 14. 14 points. And how many did you get? 18. Very Just close. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to I have to take my hat off to uh, Kevin Kusai. He is the champion of complaining. I've never heard anyone make more excuses for his own team. So that's actually impressive. I'm now, really, is that, really is impressed. That, is that island wide with the way He cooks it out of him. What happened? Sorry, I accidentally <laughs> unmuted the Facebook stream. So oh. that's yeah. us from 10 yeah. minutes ago. <laughs> nice. All right, 10 minutes ago. Tune in 10 minutes ago. What happened? <laughs> Uh, well, look, okay, I, I saw a bit of the game yesterday with you guys, or Wednesday. It was actually a fun game. It was a good game. It was a close game. I mean, you guys uh, kind of held and held them in check for a while, and, and then finally Kusai hulked out, and then they won, right? I think he gave that, that real rah-rah, win-win for the Gipper speech at halftime. Uh, he was complaining about every little thing. It was awesome. It's really impressive. Like, some people are expert athletes, and some people are great at complaining. He's the latter. But that's, like, now they move up to the top half yeah. of the Tier 2 They're division. They're a good team. They're a good team, but that 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 eight right there for the next round, whatever games is being played, uh, that's gonna be tough. No matter what game you have, it is a tough game, and it's flip a coin at that point. But like we, it's like we said at the beginning of the season, tier two is nuts. Like there's 
I don't feel like there's a, a ton of separation. Okay, so like we know, for example, half a stars are are a top top tier team, right? Like, and and they finished exactly there. But like, I mean, is there a huge difference between Mangoose and Bruins? Is there a huge difference between, uh, you know, Pepperoni Boys and uh, Texas Shorthorns? Like, th- there's there's not a huge separation between one group of teams and the next. Well, I, I think Mangoose and, and because. Uh, Gab Wiseman wasn't there for the Bruins. Uh, they got rocked by Mangoose uh, on Wednesday in CND. But, see, Texas Longhorns, or Shorthorns, they played uh, Pepperoni Boys very tough. That was a week one or week two battle. They've played some teams very well, but then they lost to uh, the Gold Cock, you know, in a game that they should have won, that we've all thought they would have won. Mm-hmm. And had they won that football game, they would have been in the top half of the pool, and we're talking about maybe a team to watch out for, but now they're in, in Pool B, or the bottom half pool, whatever you want to call it. And maybe they're the favorites to win that side of the draw. And uh, what happens at that point? Eagle, what happens now in the next round of games here for all these teams? So what happens is, so Tier 1 and Coed are slightly different. Tier 2 and Tier 3, we're dividing the divisions into two groupings, which we'll talk about kind of the second half of the show. But essentially, the top eight teams of Tier 2 and Tier 3 are going to be individually in a, their own group so okay. eight tier two eight tier three and then the outstanding nine in tier two and ten in tier three will end up in essentially the bottom section of their tiers and you play four more games essentially to, to try and get final standings tier one continues almost like a regular season so you play every team is going to play every other team once and then you get one rematch from the previous round essentially and co-ed everyone plays each other a second time essentially so for, for the bottom round. half of tier two and tier three th- those pools what is the end game for them now? Excellent question. So the way this works is um, even though we've divided <laughs> the schedule. Look at you guys just patting each other on the back. <laughs> Excellent question. It's because people actually don't know this. So I know. That's why that, we go over this stuff. Here. So the schedule is now built such that you play teams that are equal to your strength based on the first round. Essentially, right? So the first round is like the seeding one, let's call it. Now you play a schedule that's more likely to be. I guess difficult if you're in the upper tier or maybe a little bit well, simpler just, depending on your matchup. The team anyway. should be uh, paired better, right? Exactly. There should be less dis- discrepancy. But I, I think, and to my point, I, I think tier two, there isn't that, right? But that's, yeah. that's what we were talking about And earlier. so what's going to happen now is you're going to play four more games. Then at the end of those four games, even though it's divided into the first round, second round, your overall results. So after your eight games, let's say you were five and three or three and five or whatever it is, that'll give you a final seating in the tournament. All right. So even though you went four and oh, let's say in the first four games, you're going to play harder games now. So maybe you're going to end up being four and four. Maybe it'll be that five and three record. Even though you went oh and four, maybe you're going to kill all the other teams because your schedule is hard and you're going to go four and four. So um, we'll put all the teams in order back into a single tier at that point. And then the top four teams will play for a cast prize. The middle four teams, this is tier two and tier three. Yeah, yeah. The middle four teams will play for a consolation bowl. And then the next four teams will play for another consolation bowl, and everyone else will be eliminated essentially. So, so my question though, Eagle, is, is in tier two, you don't have an even amount of teams. You have 17 teams. Yeah. So how is that going to work out when it comes to the next round? Uh, same thing, eight and nine. So eight in the so upper like group, nine game? in the bottom group. Not a playing game, no. Because there's only 12 teams that will make a constellation bowl, essentially. So, so there are teams that... Five teams will be eliminated at the end of this round. Okay, so I, I understood that every team was guaranteed a playoff game. They are not guaranteed okay. a playoff game. Okay, so let's go over this again here. In the next round of games for Tier 2 and Tier 3, 
the top four will be going on to the Money Bowl. The game. Money Bowl. Right. The next four will go for a Constellation Bowl. Right. The next four will go for a Constellation Bowl. Okay. And everyone else, thanks for playing. So the bottom four of whatever tier two, tier three. The bottom on. five of tier two, two and the bottom, bottom four of tier three. Six, six of, of tier three. three. will not be playing for anything. That's correct. Right. So if, if hypothetically, if Hot Sauce Sports won 4-0 in this next round of games, the highest they can go is what? Uh, well, that depends on the results of everyone else. They can tech, theoretically, if all the upper teams, which is not going to happen, but all of them lose conceptually, they could finish tied for first. Not really, because that's not how so they work. So they but... could have an outside chance at a money bowl game. Is that what it is? There yeah. you go. Technically, it's possible. So, so it's for... un- very so unlikely. So you're saying there's a chance. So what, It's what... very unlikely, but it's possible. So what we're trying to convey here, for the teams who are playing in Tier 2, Tier 3 in the bottom half, you might have a chance to win some money. Yep. If not, at least you're playing for a championship shirt or whatever we're going to hand out this year. I don't know the act prize. The COVID t-shirts? Those little ones. Are they going to be sprayed before we hand them out? Uh, I would hope so. I would hope so. Just dr- <laughs> drench the sanitizer. I'll spray them with the sanitizer, the tequila t- sanitizer we've had so far. Uh, so, look, we have our divisions for, for Tier 2. I think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch some of these games that we'll talk about later on in the show. But uh, do you think that you mentioned in Tier A or the top half of Tier 2, uh, there are some teams that might be misplaced. Is there not really. I, I just think there's not a... T- like you're talking about Tier 2, right? Like, so tier 2, exactly. In Tier 2, I don't think there's a huge division from the... Be- like, I, I, okay, again, we know we know absolutely the top, top, top of the division is half a story. But then, like, is there a huge difference between, for example, like Rokuk and uh, Voodoo? Well, maybe size-wise, Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> let's say outlaws, <laughs> outlaws and voodoo, right? Like, my point is, is that like, I, I felt coming in, coming into this uh, season, tier two was the best example of parity that I've seen in FPF in a long time in any division. Yeah, and and it just it's cool. It's cool to see like, I I would have thought, for example, Los Bandidos Bruins would have jumped up into the fir- to the top bracket. They did not. Uh, unknown talent. You know they're bringing in a new quarterback. They fall into to the lower tier, but you would have thought just based on talent alone, this team would have been uh, amongst the top end of teams, and they were not. You know what I mean? So what about like the Warriors though? I mean, uh, they like they were outclassed by the Half Stars mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago at, at CND. Well, uh, the, like so, the Half Stars are, are in a tier by themselves. No, right, but but, but it, everyone else sort of falls into that. And and, sure. and the Warriors are probably the best of that next group of teams. But also, they got a freebie win over the Grove Cock in week one when, when the Cocks were like, look, we can't feel the team at halftime. We're injured. We're tired. We can't play. So I'm not banging on the Warriors for being where they are. They're two and two. They're in. But are they good enough to compete with EZW? I think they're matchup dependent. I think, I think for example. What's a good matchup for them, though? Um, like Outlaws will be a decent matchup. Um, Mangoose and EZW, not so much. You know, uh, Pepperoni Boys, oh, man, they have not an easy schedule. Uh, Even in Tier 3, we're going to have the exact same thing. You're gonna, the teams are going to be like, mm, this is going to be difficult for a lot but of But again, people. I think there's a top, top, top end of teams and a bottom, bottom, bottom in Tier 3. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's just a lot of division, let's say, between lockdown and replacements, right? Uh, despite the, f- the fact that they've improved since snapper Chris Olsen was added to the fold. Um, but, yeah, if I look at if I look at Warriors, they're, they're facing a lot of fast teams. Uh, maybe Pepperoni Boys and Outlaws, just by virtue of the way they play, the games can be close. And if, if they're close, you have a chance. Whereas I think Mangoose and EZW are just going to create problems for them. And if, if I'm wrong, great for them. 
Well, they were one and two against teams currently in the top half of the tier uh, two pool, right? They, and look, but look at the teams they lost to: was half a stars and and tough lungs, which are like both teams have just top end talents that are hard to run with. And and you look at tough lungs, uh, you know, being Justin Lerner and Olivier Delaris. I don't think there's anybody on Warriors really who can really run with those guys. Well, that, that and we look at that. You know, they they combined for five touchdowns and fifteen catches. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, those that next four for them. I mean, you mentioned before Outlaws, uh, Mangoose, ECW, Pepperoni Boys. That is, I mean, look, any game at this point is not easy, but that is a real tall task. It, it, it's just, it's again, it, it's a, it's it's their matchup. Their team that requires a good matchup to be successful, and and they don't have them. For example, um, if they would have faced off again, well, they have outlaws. For example, yeah. Well, I mean, they're the quicker teams all made it to the. But like, if they were matched up against a team like Voodoo, for example, that's a good matchup for them, even though they're not in the same tier. Uh, a team like uh, Bruins, who are not necessarily the the quickest team, right? You know that those are teams where, where they can, they can do some damage. So I think what's interesting for Warriors specifically though is the only win they have on a team that's not in their tier was Los Bandidos, right? Yeah. And theoretically, Ligero Cook could potentially have been a loss. I mean, whatever happened. It was happened. I think a six six or eight eight halftime uh, at that game. Yeah, and then it just got ridiculous, right? Because well, of the injury, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's so why. this could. I mean, in a sense, this is going to mean that the Warriors probably have one of the harder schedules considering they're playing all the best teams. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what that means for the. Final standings. So let me just throw this idea out there. This is in general for tier two and tier three. Um, so the top four obviously will we'll advance to the money bowl game, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. So why don't we reward uh, the lower tier by having, say, the top two teams play seats three and four to get promotion the relegation? Yeah. Uh, we, we thought like, about we d- that. We had some issues within the past few years in terms I, of I what I'll call division dodging. So sort let's, of. Let's I disagree with your point. fake issue 100%. Let's hear you the real issue. Straw now. man right there. Uh, no, the thing is, is that Eagle thought that some teams might tank to make it to a lower pool, but you can also do that so that. Well, if it you wasn't get, even. But if you get relegated, you don't need to get relegated into a cash bowl either. No, but it was it was more that a and this happened com- completely like the team didn't do it on purpose, right? Basically, they got destroyed in the tier one grouping, ended up getting relegated essentially to tier two and dominated. Oh, and Dell's team? No, no, not even. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to call the team out because it's not their fault. It just. It's just the way we planned it for the first Fall Cup year, and it just. It felt unfortunate, or it felt weird. Of you lost every single game and yet managed to win a tier. Or just medic. No. No, they were the reverse. Actually, yeah, they, they won all their games and got. They fucked got hot them. early, and then and then they got and wrecked. They got wrecked. Um, no, I, I know. The thing is, is that um, I don't think it's honestly. I thought what was cool for my experience, Mo was uh, we had a Division 6 team going up against Sweat and Beers. And other than, other, other than the, 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 uh, the first two drives that didn't yeah. go well, we actually went like score for score the rest of the game. And right. it was one of the most fun games I've ever played, a game, played in. And I was like, oh, hey, you know. Yeah, I got you a, hate defense. So oh, yeah, course. defense is stupid. But I got a chance after to talk to Robbie Robinson, and he gave me some tips on how to, how to improve my quarterback. And I was like, I never have that experience if I don't, if I don't play in sure. this kind of format, you know what I mean. Right. So, um, I thought I thought that was kind of cool, uh, but that was that was my experience. Was so, his advice to not throw the ball to the other team? Correct. I'm still working on the run. So when you see a team in a different <laughs> color uniform, throw it away from them. Colorblind, man. Exactly. I, I, I can only do so much. All right. So let's look at tier three then. Let's look at the well, breakdown. We didn't actually look at the bottom part of tier two either. Oh, we did kind of. We talked about uh, hot sauce sports. That's more than enough. They can make a run. 
They could. All right, quickly here for tier two bottom pool. Uh, I like Texas Shorthorns and Bruins as being the best two teams in this side of the Wow, one and two. Shocker. I don't like Bruins at all. I think uh, I think uh, False Kings, like we talked about last week. I think uh, Texas Shorthorns are very good, and especially given uh, who they have at quarterback. I think um, Voodoo can probably make a turnaround than Santar, too. I think their schedule is difficult, and they can they can put up points if they need Santar to. Santar was competitive. In the yeah. my, my issue with Voodoo is they're, they're kind of the Warriors as well in that they're matchup dependent. Yeah, but this schedule is going to be a lot better for them. Well, you say that, but Texas Shorthorns and Trojans will pose particular threats because of the speed. You think Trojans, really? No. Trojans are Trojans are raw, but they're a good team. Well, they gave I believe they gave Pepperoni Boys um, a fits and issues at times, but then they pulled away. And even Joe Cano or Joe Cano, as you like to say, was said, "Man, like I had a terrible game against this team." I remember they played I think two weeks ago at CND. I love how quarterbacks do that. I had a terrible game. They never credit the defense. It's never the defense forced you to have a bad game, right? Yeah, but Joe Joe is one of those guys. Like you know, if he throws like two incompletions, oh, a terrible game. Bro, you went eighteen for twenty. No, yeah. no, terrible game. Terrible game. You know, <laughs> pretty well. Hey, but to credit to him, that's probably why he's improved the way he has. Uh, any other teams that catches your attention? That piece in the, the lower, bottom, the lower bracket, the bottom from pool? tier two, bottom, tier two, bottom pool. Um, I mean, so the thing with Los Bandidos is it's not. Um, uh, they don't have their typical quarterback playing. It's been France. Uh, well, actually, no, he has. Sorry, Francis Delarche has been back. He just didn't play that first game. Jeremy Gauthier was was quarterback that first game. Uh, with Francis Francis Delarche back. And given the fact that the team has the the complement of Vincent Benjamin, uh, Julian Wilson, um, and Loic Savoie-Seguin. Um, although, do, did Savoie-Seguin play a game yet? I haven't. No, yeah, he's played all, he's yeah. played all the games. He's, he's there primarily on defense, I guess, yeah. Um, so given the fact that they have all that talent, Felix Proulx as well, like it's, it's a team where they're not stock full of like FPF household names, but guys that are emerging um, like Felix Proulx and, and Julian Wilson and Vincent Benjamin. Like by now, if you don't know how talented Vincent Benjamin is, you're just not paying attention. Quick thing on my side: unknown talent. They get their first win in the, this past week. Um, maybe it, the team's starting to click. Uh, and who knows? Well, they had a, they have a new quarterback, right? So they yeah. have a guy who never played FPF before, uh, but the guy's got an absolute cannon. As I'm struggling to load the page. So if, if a producer can at any point shout shout a name at me of the guy who's playing quarterback. Alex Brown. <laughs> Alex Brown is not his name. That's an awesome callback to last episode. Eagle, uh, anytime yeah, you want to help. I'm loading as fast as I can. Uh, Nicholas Gomez Rizzo. No, no. Joe Luciano. Rafael Joe Luciano L- was Luciano. throwing, but is he is he no longer throwing? Again, apologies this season because we can't be at the field as, as much as... As it was. Have uh, they have see. a bunch of guys. I mean, yeah. Last game they had Sebastian Gomes throw for one, Rafael Morelli throw for nine, and uh, Nicholas Gomes throw for nineteen. Yeah, so. well, quarterback guy by committee. Yeah, but one guy quit during the game because he couldn't hack, hack anymore. I forget who which Gomes it was that threw ints. Uh, Nicholas Gomes Weasel. Nicholas Gomes yeah, threw four like, ints. He, yeah. he quit. He walked off the field, changed, and I think he left. And then they went to that platoon of quarterbacks, and they won the football game. Yeah, it's uh, so you're it's saying weird, weird it's that, working. It's weird it is, for that to happen. All like that's the strangest sentence I think I've ever heard. Uh, but they also got two interceptions on Francis Terrache. Unknown talent. It's their defense that will cause uh, their defense and their speed that will cause issues, and that's what it ended up being in this game. All right, uh, one team that will go undefeated. 
that you think will have a good chance of going to feud? Uh, well, we know that it's half the stars. Okay. No, for for the bottom pool, that is. The bottom pool. That might give them an outside chance to get into the uh, money bowl. I don't. I don't see it. I don't okay. see it. That's fine. No, Everyone will have a loss because it's it's so tightly contested I across know. the board. Fair enough. All right, let's uh, dive into a tier three before we get on uh, Iggy Magnets to talk about uh, tier one and two. Tier one and two. Oh, we also need to issue an apology to who? Um, Is this like a real apology or a joke? Apology? Real apology. Oh, okay, my bad. Um, so we talked about a co-ed quarterback last week, and man, nothing's working this week. It's annoying. Um, Allison, I can't get. I can't remember the last name. If anybody yes, can help me. Yes, I know. <laughs> Alison Francillon from La Secte. Alison Francillon was not a female quarterback. Uh, he is a male quarterback in co-ed. Oh, our apologies. Our apologies. Again, you got you to gotta take into context that uh, Mo and I are not at the games. Also, well, no I, profile I, picture. He's there, but he's I'm not, he's not, not scoring keeping. He's, 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 he's worried about keeping us safe. I am not allowed to be at the, at the fields to watch games. Uh, so I was corrected by Alexis Dubois, who was going to be on the show as well. But I do want to issue a sincere apology because we didn't like we weren't joking around about no, that or anything. No. It just we didn't know, we didn't no, know. So, apologies. Allison, uh, congrats on the great season. We did want to highlight your play though, and your play has been excellent. Uh, I can't wait to make fun of Alexis Dubois though. That's gonna be a lot yeah. of fun. All right, so let's talk about tier three. Iggy Magnus will be on very shortly with us. Okay, so we have our breakdown of, of groups in the uh, top half of tier three. We got lockdown. Triple mm-hmm. P, Raymakers, LNJ, Honey Martin, Bud Knights, Mean Girls, and Toon Squad. We'll talk about Bud Knights in a couple of seconds here. This is going to be a fun group. Uh, so, s- but like, it's the group we thought was going to be there, right? Well, except for one team. Who? Lockdown. No, Lockdown, I knew they were going to be there. But they, not, they think, have the best quarterback, debatably, in the division. Did we think they'd be 4-0 yes. coming through this? Yes. I thought the only challenge would be Triple P, and they won by... Uh, because of a safety that was due to a fly guard in the end zone. What's the odds Ooh. of uh, Dakla going, you know, two wins off of games ending off of safety? My favorite one was the one that went into two nothing though. Yeah. <laughs> so it's three also games. Wanted, I wasn't in that one though. That was a spring cleaning game from spring twenty thirteen or no, something. No, but it was one that you eight six. Yeah, against that was James, against, uh, James, uh, James Andrews. James Andrews team, we, yeah, we exactly. Spartans on. versus hot sauce. Not hot sauce, um hot boys hotline. Yeah. It's a lot of hot. <laughs> Boys Outline. That's a great name, by the way. Yeah, I remember that. So, anyway, this is is it one of those things where we have separation of teams for peas with Honey Martin, uh, maybe Mean Girls in that uh, equation. Toon Squad, they were really Toon, good. Toon Squad's a team that surprised me just because you never know how FBF Junior teams will translate once they move up. We had easy win against Zone 6 Ballers yesterday yeah. on Wednesday. So, it wasn't really much of a challenge for them when the Zone 6 team was five players for most of the game. Yeah. They also did beat Badabang, um, and they, they had a fairly competitive game in the first week against the Nine Juani. Yeah. So, I mean, they're probably they, – they might struggle this next half. Uh, do, do we know who they're playing, Eagle? Ooh. We have the schedule. It's all up. Yeah. You're talking <laughs> about, uh, you're talking about uh, I'm asking for help from my producer. I'm also doing other stuff. So um, which, what team are you looking so at? So they they face Bud Knights, Honey Martin, Lockdown, and Rainmakers. I don't know. Um, maybe Rainmakers. That is all. I <laughs> know uh, Rainmakers are okay though, man. Like, I mean, they, they, yeah, but so are like so are uh, Toon Squad, right? Like neither team is particularly strong, <clears throat> and like I understand your love for Rainmakers being a former Division One team, but. 
It's the wrong no, Kastner throwing. No, well, like, I told Derek, I go, Derek, you had your brother Ryan open literally at the front of the uh, goal line end zone for like four seconds, and you didn't throw him the football. Like, like Derek's learning to play quarterback, and he's going to have to take – It's a hard position, man. It's a hard man. position. Not easy, man. I know your brother is a quarterback uh, savant, but not easy, But man. sometimes it's hard to get coaching from someone who's that good because of how easily the game comes to him, right? right? Right, right. I uh, I actually was a tutor for calculus, and it was one of those things where if the guy didn't know basic algebra, I'm like, you're useless to me. I can't help you. Well, it's, it's like that with athletes, But you right? took the parents' money, though, right? Uh, it was actually for volunteering hours that I needed oh. for my program. For parole. Well, think about it, though, right? They say pro athletes, like, you know, Gretzky, Jordan, these guys. They want to Look coach. how bad Jordan is at running a team. Well, that's it. They don't see it. Like People don't see it how they see it, and that's why they don't catch on. Uh, well, like, I remember Barry Bonds as, as – uh, as a Marlins hitting coach, hitting coach, yeah, hitting coach. He, 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 you might get a kick out of this one. He would say to, to, to players on the Marlins who are notoriously terrible, he was saying he was furious that they couldn't pick up the spin off the pitcher's hand, a pitch that takes less than a second to come to the plate. He's like, what do you mean you don't see the, the ball spinning this way instead of this way? What do you mean you can't see it? Like, yeah. well, yeah, you're one of the greatest hitters of all time in my mo well, in my life, the greatest left-handed hitter I've ever seen. And like, he can't translate it. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah, it is. Like, we've all seen how good uh, Ryan Kastner is a quarterback. Maybe he just can't convey that information to Derek Kastner. No, he can't. So, looking at the bottom pool standings, then uh, trap stars. I'm not too sure. Speak easy. I think got unlucky because there was a there was a, almost a New York um, issue on. Uh, Tuesday in Brossard about a call that I had to actually overturn as a sideline referee. Oh, wow. You can I, do that? I don't yeah. believe Mokan can overturn a call. I did. I, I actually ended the game. Oh, well, yes. That, that you can overturn. I, I, can, I you explain, can you explain the situation, please? So, Bud Knights are playing speakeasy. Uh, Bud Knights are up by two points, 25-23. They're on defense. Five plays left. They're inside uh, the, I guess, whatever, seven-yard line, five-yard line. Well, at the five-yard line. Speakeasy throws an end zone INT. Bud Knights pick it off. Four plays left. Game should be over. Correct? Correct. Referee goes. All right, let's go. First down. Nope. And, I, and I'm, I'm at a far, right? I'm watching this from afar with EZW and Voodoo, who are about to take over the field. I'm confused. I'm like, why are they playing the four plays? Why is Mark andre Deslonier playing these four plays? Like, is he trying to go, uh, you know, Eagle Genius here and trying to be, you know, that type of sadistic type of quarterback? And this didn't make sense. I go, and I asked the second referee, I go, hey, what's going on? She's like, you know what? It's, I don't know what the hell is going on here. The game should be over. Yeah. So they play one play, and I see what's happening. I go, nope. I walk in the field. Game over, guys. Referee's like, no, you have to play the plays. I go, nope. No, you don't. No, you don't. All I right. Go, no, your rule book. Let's send that one into the committee, please. No worry. It's been, it's been taken care of. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, the referee looked at me perplexed. I go, game's over, guys. And the two teams knew. Speakeasy and Bud Knights knew the game should be over. And they knew. There wasn't any complaints from both sides, and they walked away saluting from afar and that was it but that could have been a near disaster because let's say they played the four plays mm-hmm. and let's say Bud Knights have a botch snap 25-25 they get the ball back and maybe they scored a Hail Mary touchdown what should have been a victory could have been a near disaster and a headache from that football game yeah for sure it's um it would have been a logistical nightmare from us when someone looks up the rules and says hey actually that game should have been over um I would imagine I would have probably issue like a error to we actually don't have a oh that's a good thing for rules committee like error Tim judging or whatever it is yeah like if the like referee on the field allows it yeah. to happen what do you do Mokon comes in as the third official we uh, correct, yeah but like in an event that, that like a less a less seasoned scorekeeper is there like what do you do 
quickly before we bring in Iggy Magnets, uh, Lionhearts went 0-4 in the first round, but their schedule was really hard. I think they have a good chance of turning it around in the second half with Bada Bing, Ball in 60s, Zone 6 Ballers, oh. and Southside Speedsters. Speaking of Ball in 60s, let me tell you a story about these guys on, in Brossard. So they, they'd won their game, and so they start tripping me. Hello, Mokon, pick against us. And I used the classic PZ default line. What? I don't remember <laughs> what I picked last week. So they even pick against you guys? Like, yeah, you picked against us. And these guys were chirping me. And then they walk away. I go, boy, this is a really good team for Tier 5. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they are. They, for, they are for sure. Yeah. They are yeah. for sure. Ball in 60s, Bada Bing. Um, two very passionate teams, I guess, in terms of what they do. Lionhearts, they have a team that looks like a bunch of bikers. Okay. Like They look like Viking bikers. Viking bikers. Yes, yeah, Viking bikers, man. I'm going to tell you one thing. Uh, but like the teams that I'm. What's the thing you're gonna tell me, Mo? They look like Viking bikers. Okay, because <laughs> you said that, and then you said I'm gonna tell you one thing. <laughs> they look like Viking bikers. Okay, uh, maybe I a think, team change, a team name change for next season. There you go, the Viking bikers. Uh, Speak easy, I think, should be the favorites in this side of the, of the draw here. Um, they were competitive again. That game that almost was a disaster, which would have benefited them, would have probably put them in the top tier. But they are a better team, and I think they will probably. Go three and one in this whole division for yeah. the bottom tier. I agree. I agree. They're good, and I like. I'm. I'm a fan of Trap Stars, as you know, Mo. So we'll see how that shakes out. All right, we are now joined by uh, the magnetic one, Iggy. Iggy, magnets. Iggy, how you doing? Sir? Iggy. Please tell me you can hear yeah, hey, what's up? Playing the marble. That is the firest theme song yeah. in the history of theme songs. That's, that's the X-Men. 90s X-Men, <laughs> X-Men cartoon. X-Men cartoon, yeah. Uh, song. Absolutely, yeah, Iggy. Thank you for joining Magneto. us. I had, it, I, had it, I had it waiting here uh, on YouTube here. Uh, well, it didn't play out well. We were confused. Maybe you were at a bowl. I was not confused. I was erect. I know you were. You're always are. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be ready. ready by, a Japanese, by a Japanese 90s cartoon. Exactly. I, I know it turns you on now, Pete. <laughs> it's hard, think, man. When you think of Viagra, you think of PZ. <laughs> All right, so Magnets, uh, you've been at the field. Like, uh, you've uh, pretended to, my God, what type of picture is that of Iggy Magnets, man? I, no, we know we try to find, the, like, the worst profile picture of a person. So, uh, Iggy, if you can take a look at the stream, I think this picture is probably yeah. from... I want to say 2009. 2009, 100%. It's like a oh, Jesus. I, I mean, I'm not looking at the stream, but I can only imagine what you pulled up. Jesus. The facial hair is very puzzling. <laughs> yeah. You made a bad choice. You made a bad choice. Like, this is like Oasis. Oh, I made a lot of bad choices. It's like Oasis over here, man. All right, Igni Magnets. So yeah, let's, let's, someone's blazed. Let's refocus. Yeah, I think someone is quite... Uh, <laughs> You know, smoking the kush, the trees outside yeah, of Brossard. Someone's uh, t- someone with that Brossard on Tuesday night. Yeah, someone kush. should be playing for Triple P's. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right, Iggs, uh, let's talk about Tier 1 and Tier 2. Um, you've been there. You've seen a lot of the games this year for both these uh, divisions. Uh, starting with Tier 1, what has caught your attention from the first four weeks? I mean, how can we not talk about uh, KGP coming out 4-0 and after their first four games? I mean... Not really what uh, what a lot of us expected, you know. We, we usually tail up uh, the Braves teams to be up there. There's Johnson and Zick, even Consequence. You look at their lineup, but KGP, that's uh, the number one surprise for me right now. Yeah, so, like, what surprises you more, though? Is it KGP's success or Consequence's struggles? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Um, Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> good question, yeah. I, I, I watched earlier. Uh, Mo complimenting uh, Eagle there. Uh, 
on the have to go with consequence uh, and their struggles. It all started with that uh, that AJ Gomes incident uh, week two. They've sputtered since, you know, 50 plus points in back to back weeks. That's a shocker. That that one takes it over KGP success. Do you think that you think consequence can rebound from their uh, morbid start to perhaps put a run? Morbid. Morbid. Yeah. Jeez. Morbid. Sheesh. <laughs> So I mean, they have the talent to do it. Yeah, they, they have the talent to do it. I'm just look, looking at their schedule now. I mean, they're, they're pretty much going to play... Oh, they played BYOB twice. That's interesting. Uh, and then Braves and Johnson and Dick. I mean, they, they have, like I said, they have the talent to do it. Uh, they just got to execute. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll say they'll take one out of the two against BYOB. Uh Oh man, and with Johnson and Zick and Braves, man, they're they're playing some tight football. Maybe they don't come out of it. I, maybe they come out of it one and three. So maybe that's maybe I'm saying no to your question. I've I've uh, disagreed with Mo many times with regard to Terror Squad. I feel this tournament specifically, they kind of fell between the cracks in that they aren't quite at the level of a tier one team, but they're definitely too strong. They would ruin anybody in tier two. Um, what do you think specifically is missing, and why is it not working for them? Uh, well, what what was missing? I want to see how many uh, games he's played because uh, he played in week four. Uh, looking at it here, he doesn't show up. He doesn't show up. But Nicky Farinaccio, yeah, he only played. He's only yeah. played the one game. That dude and is a he monster, by the way. Yeah. Oh, he's in insane. He was just leaping. Over guys for like forty yard bomb touchdowns, he he was just, he's an absolute game changer for them. So if he uh, if he continues to play in the qualification round for them, uh, that's a huge huge upgrade for them. That that would be a game changer. So that would be one thing that they were missing uh, from the preliminary round. Uh, when you look at the top four going into the next round, so it's KGP one, uh, Pujab Noir two, Urjans Medic three, as Eagle goes to the oh there you go, Urjans uh, Medic three and Pujab Val. Four, so those are the top four right now. Do you think those four will be the ones that will advance the Money Bowl game in about five weeks from now? You're asking if all four of those will yeah, be the in the same four. position. Do you think, the, do you think these top four will stick as is and they will advance, or do you see maybe Urgence uh, Medic dropping out or Brad Bell so, dropping? So out? basically, consequences: BYOB, Sweat and Beers, yeah. and Terror Squad. Can one of those teams potentially usurp the top four now? Well, I mean, as of right now, Consequence would have had the best chance to do it sitting at two and two. But if I think they're going to go one and three, I mean, a three and five record, probably not going to get you there. So, and I mean, the other thing you kind of have to consider is that that Braves game wasn't finished yet. So if the, the Green Braves actually take, get the eight points and get the tie, both teams would be... Two, one, and, and one, if I'm not mistaken. Did we settle on so, the money line that, for that one? Uh, what's going on for that game? They still have one play left. So <laughs> when are we doing that game? Yes. When? I, I, I don't know. Where? What's the money line? Why? Well, I don't know. How? Well, there's, well, there is, well, well, guys, there, there is a bye week to interrupt you there. There is a bye week uh, in the next set of, uh, in the next qualification round. So it maybe, maybe then, maybe they're on the field at the same time. Uh, yeah, we're waiting in, for in basically when they week. play the same night or something uh, on two different fields, and then we exactly. can just meet them up and do the one play. So I think, like, Rob's trying to figure out the exact scheduling of that, but there's no set date, at least as far as I know. All right, Tier 2, yeah. Biggs. 
Uh, looking at that, of course, there are two groups, uh, one with eight, uh, the bottom half with, with nine. Uh, starting with the top yeah. half of Tier 2, uh, you got Half Stars, Pet Boys, EZW, Mangoose, Outlaws, Tough Lungs, Warriors, and the Girl Cuck. Um, Peace and I, we spoke about this before. This is going to be the group of death of, of games. We, I can't figure out who is a true favorite. Maybe Half Stars is probably your, stars. Your, your, your top dog. Very clearly. But beyond that, though, every other game, I think, could be a flip a coin over here. Oh, absolutely. It, it, that's what I've been calling the group of death, uh, to take that soccer analogy. But, geez, uh, I mean, yeah, half a star is, is a... I like Pepperoni Boys going up against them. I, do you guys know if they're playing in the next round, if they're uh, matched up in one of the games? I can also take a look. Well, the Pep Boys have four games coming up here. He's a generic... Uh, they, uh, yes, yeah, well, they thank do, you for filibustering. I appreciate seven. that. They play week seven, uh, September 16th, yeah. 7-15 at College Notre Dame 1. So you know what? That give me that as a as a cash. What? Yeah. So give me that. Give me that as a preview for the cash final. Cash in, final. The cash bracket final in uh, come October. Now, question. Uh, Pepperoni uh, boys, half the stars. Eagle, how much money do these teams win for the cash? Uh, anywhere between a hundred and seven fifty. So for the Depending money, on the tier. so if if Magnus's uh, prediction of a uh, half stars Pep Boys final, how much do they win? I think it's four hundred, three hundred. Okay, I gotta check. I believe I believe that's correct. Yeah, that's a pretty sick party, though. If you, if you can win that money, you can have a pretty sick team celebration after. Um, looking at uh, the bottom pool, um, I, I actually feel there's there's a ton of parity here, uh, and every team has sort of like their strengths, and and every team is also deeply flawed. I think tier two kind of worked out exactly as as as. Uh, sort of was expected. It's a little chalk, but it works out for the benefits of parity. Uh, do you see any teams breaking from that parity in terms of uh, top-end talent? Do I see any of the teams that can what with the parity? That that basically can break from the parity, that, that are better than the, the rest oh. of the bottom pool. Oh, it's, it's, not, even, it's not even close, Steve. Uh, I heard you before, and you don't believe you when, uh, when Mo asks you any of these teams can go 4-0. It's easily the Texas shorthorn or Texas shorthorn. Yeah, maybe because um, of the quarterbacking I mean, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just uh, they haven't looked particularly impressive. They've been good, but not great. They did score fifty so points me, against the yeah. Centaurs, though. That's uh, yeah, yeah, that's a lot of points. Yeah, I mean they're playing unknown talent. Part of my swag, voodoo, and and you, hot sauce sports. Well, they're gonna lose the hot sauce sports by fifty. I mean, That's uh, established by fifty, right? Well, I mean, my swag the, the might be the, to watch out for. Yeah, exactly. That that was the other team I'm gonna mention. Mention. I, I hate seeing them go one and three, but like and me, like really talking them up in my articles. But yeah, I, I just love the makeup of that team. Uh, the size, the speed. The, the defense is there. Uh, I mean, they they just have and the name power to go uh, to go with it all. That that that's a, that's another good game. Uh, they're actually playing a doubleheader now that I'm looking. Uh, Texas Shorthorns are uh, unfortunately for part of my swag. They're the first game and not the second. So Voodoo might have uh, a bit of a chance to upset Texas Shorthorns in uh, in week seven, being a, a doubleheader game. So, given that we know the strength is their quarterback, what do you th- if if you're matching up against Texas Shorthorns, uh, based on what you've seen, what is their weakness? What's their weakness if you're trying to defend them and them on attack? Yeah, on each side of the ball, if you had to pick a weakness, what would it be? 
Um, probably, and he's not going to like hearing this probably, but uh, there's two things: lack of distribution. Uh, so he's, I mean, if you've, I mean, I'm probably the only one that's seen so many other games because uh, no one else can. But there's there's two main guys. Um, you can, you guys, you know, if you're John Boos and uh, Franco Boos, uh, Boos, man, I mean, you just you just have to look at the statistics. They they speak for themselves. But they're, you know, they're they're kind of. I mean, the other guys are great. I've seen them. They can they can catch balls from uh, from Colin. They absolutely can. But if you stop those two, you have a good chance. And then the second thing that I think is a weakness for them. Some might call it a strength. They go at an incredibly fast pace. And Mo, I know you love that. So do I. But there's a time for it. Mm-hmm. And when it comes time to chew the clock, they don't do it. They 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 keep at that, that foot on the pedal, which, you know, if you score that 40 bomb, great. But if, you know, a quick four and out and you give the other team the ball, I don't, I don't necessarily like that. So maybe they need to, they, the lack of adjustment in their fast-paced offense. The second, second receiver team. is Franco Choco Chopo. I want is going to let more <laughs> name. What the hell name is that? Hold on. Franco Choco Chopo. I believe it's Chico Chiopo. Um, so, uh, and defensively, what's their weakness? You know what? I think that is their weakness in general. It's their, it's their defense. It's just uh, game management. Oh, you mean the, oh, sorry. Yeah. You mean the weakest, the weakest part of their team is their defense? Yes, exactly. Like, so a team like Bill Cook, who can score, put up 44 points against them in, in, against them in their last game. You know, I, 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 just as much as I say that their defense is a weakness, I know them as a team, Texas Shorter, and I'm speaking about, they can put up the points too. Yeah. Well, like to your point uh, so, though, they, they've only got two interceptions and they haven't sacked a quarterback yet, right? So like, I know that those are just the counting stats, but that is an example after four games of how they're not creating absolutely. extra opportunities for their offense. All right, Iggy's, uh, before we let you go, when's your article coming out onto the website? Uh, I've been uh, I've been posting them on Mondays. I'm going to try and get one out uh, probably Sunday this time no, no, around. But no, if no, not... no, 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 no. Here, I'll give you a word of advice for media. Never post an article Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No one's on the internet on the weekends. Well, Friday morning is safe. Friday morning till 10 o'clock. Yeah. 11 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what's this past two? Forget yeah. about it. No one's, no one, everyone's detoxing from the computer for the week. Yeah, everyone's already trying to well, find yeah. ways to skip out of work, which exactly. is where people read the article. Exactly. On the can and uh, at work. So notice, you'll, you'll, you'll learn this in your time with the media. When people are reading your work, they're either taking a dump or they're avoiding doing their tasks at work. Exactly. So Monday morning is more ideal because everyone's going to work. Or it might, and it taking a dump at work. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Just shouldn't the weekend. Uh, last thing for you, Iggy. Uh, recently, you just posted the results of the media predictions of which you are currently leading. In fact, every single week, you've gone 16-7 and seven, uh, in your predictions. It's almost like he equals, gets to watch the games, huh? Equals yeah, exactly. a 69% <laughs> nice. three weeks in a row. Nice. Well, what's, the, what's the overall <laughs> record? Wins. This, give me the wins right now, please. Overall? Yeah, overall wins right so now. So, overall, Iggy has gone 48-21. and 21. Okay. Uh, Alexi has gone 47 and 23. Okay. Pease has gone 44 25. And Mo, you are last at 43 29. Pathetic. Okay, so, well, hold on here. So, Pathetic, so, Mo. So, hold on. Iggs You're getting gone, crushed, he's Mo. Got 48 wins, right? He has 48 wins. Yeah. So I'm only yeah. five games behind him. You are five. Yeah, actually, no, more than that because he doesn't pick his own games. So you're actually a lot of games five behind games him. Five games behind him. Let's go. You're five. Th- you're eight games behind him, technically. Uh, whatever. I'll make it up now. 
Yeah. You're you're the worst, Mo. You're actually really bad at this. The worst, for sure. Because <laughs> I'm trying to save lives at the doors of, of FPF. Anyway. Speaking of straw man. Exactly. Uh, Eggs, thanks so much well, for joining us, pal. Yeah. Um, enjoy right, your weekend. Thank you. And uh, Monday, I, will. I would hope, will be when you post your article for PZ to enjoy while he takes a uh, dump. Absolutely. And trying to kill off work time. Absolutely. Love you, bro. All right, sounds good. Ciao, boys. My God. What a picture that was. Uh, Alex Dubois will join us in a few seconds from now to talk about, I'm sure, Kiss My End Zone. Yeah, it'd be good when we talk to Alexi to get a picture from when he was a kid to embarrass him because that's oh, only like God. three years ago. One? Yeah, like, from like five days ago. Do we have one of them? Um, I way, feel like you guys don't know me very well. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, look quickly here. Uh, the Fighting Tigers played Kiss My End Zone um, on Wednesday at CND. Great game. Came down to the last play. Uh, the Fighting Galenas won. It was a seesaw battle. Galenas had a two-score lead. Uh, Kiss My Enzo came back, tied it up. They went up. They were up by a bunch. And then the Tigers came back and then pulled away by one. Yeah. And no Jamil Springer. I know Jimmy Ojea. The Ojea instead. The Ojea was there instead. Oh, jeez. So, okay. You know, so. Not a bad sub to have. That is uh, uh, quite the drop-off from Jamie to Theo. How about that? As we'll be joined by Alexis There's Dubois. a million people who played games for uh, Fighting Tigers. Yes. Uh, Alexis Dubois, good evening to you, sir. Welcome to uh, Calling the Audible. Hi, hi. How are you guys doing? Amazing. Well. How are you? Oh, my God. What type of picture is that of him, man? What's he doing? Is he, like, uh, like constipated is right now? ice fishing? I believe this is a cabana sucre from a few months like ago. He's constipated right now. Well, well, no, it can't be, can be a few months ago because they were all closed. So, Alexi, <laughs> yeah, do you remember sure. going to a cabana sook wearing, like, an orange sweater and making a really stupid face? Like, constipated face reaction. Uh, I don't believe so, but I'm wearing an orange sweater right now. It might be the it, same one. Are you currently making a constipated probably. face and eating too? Of course, please. <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. Uh, so, Alexi, we'll, we'll get to uh, the co-ed very sh- uh, shortly here. Let's talk about Tier 3. And now we have our two yeah, of separation course. of divisions, uh, top half, bottom half here. Let's start with the top half. You got Lockdown, yep. Triple P, Rainmakers, LNJ, Honey Martin, Bud Nights, Mean Girls, Toon Squad. Uh, who are your favorites mm-hmm. now from the top half to make it to the bowl money game portion? Okay, so in the top tier, I'm putting... For me, it's Honey Martin and Toon Squad and Mean Girls who are my top three in this division. Really? You know, like, lockdown, huh? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, no, for me, Lockdown, they might be 4-0, but I'm not impressed at all with their schedule. They've kind of cruised through the first half of the season. They haven't faced – I'm waiting to see if they face, like, a quality opponent yet. Once they face one of those top four teams, they will give them some quality. Look, they beat Triple P, which for me, a good team, but still trying to – they're athletes, but they're missing a QB. And they beat them by one point. Lionheart, to a team which historically have struggled – they beat by four points, and their biggest win of the season is uh, the 60 nothing forfeit. You know, oh. they're a good team. They've got athletes here. But, oh. they but the thing is, I, I would say, like, the, the reason why I've been Boy. giving them credit all season long is I know the quality of the quarterback play. And mm-hmm. the, it's a team that's propped up by the quarterback. Like, let's make no yeah. mistake about it. It's not a good team. It's a team that has a fantastic quarterback for the, for the tier they're playing in. So, oh, definitely. So, Alexi, would you say... How many teams are better than Lockdown right now and on this side of the pool? Uh, four. They're, okay, so they're, they're middle of the top tier. So Honey Martin? So I'll go Honey Martin, okay. mean, girls, mean Girls, yeah. Toon Squad, Okay. And I'll put Bud Knights above Lockdown, but it's really close. Cool okay, I'll give you the other three, but I'm not taking Bud Knights. I'm sorry, Alexei. <laughs> don't you put me in a category with Smack on the Day on this, please. <laughs> Look, so, I'll take the t- I'll take the quarterback play from lockdown, 
over Bud Knight's, but for the rest of the team, you have to take Bud Knight's roster. What's right? the schedule for, if uh, you for put, lockdown? If you take a lockdown QB and put it with Bud Knight's roster, that's easily the best team in the division. But if that much athletes, I'm just going to give their, their, their defense could produce a few picks against lockdown. Yeah. Lockdown faces Honey Martin, Mean Girls, Bud Knight's, and Toon Squad. So that's, they face all of those teams. Yeah, they're going 0-4 in the second half of the season. Wow. Okay, so what? So you're saying lockdown is going 0-4. Is that like a Alexi Dubois lock of the uh, week? Lockdown of the week. Yeah, follow my predictions. They're not winning a single game for the rest of the season. You are Watch second in predictions, so that's that's pretty accurate at this point. So the Eagles going to go home and cry? That's <laughs> official. <laughs> uh, what's what's caught your attention besides that in the top tier of, of tier three? Like uh, In terms of the teams involved, who's impressed you from a team perspective so far? So for me, the team that's really surprised me is Toon Squad, right? I've knew, I've known these guys forever in FTF Junior. Um, Chaz Presser played with me for a few seasons, but I really wasn't sure what they're going to be able to do in the big leagues in FPF. To me, they're always a team that relied on a lot of coaching. I'm not sure if you guys knew, but they had um, Tony Crew, who essentially called every play, called out all their defenses. And they had the athletes on the team, but they had the brain on the sidelines who was telling them what to do. And I was really wondering how it was going to work out when they had to think for themselves and call their own plays and work out their own defense. And the fact that they're 3-1, and one, for me, is an impressive start to the season. That's my surprise of the season so far in um Sidebar, sidebar to that Toon Squad story, I was told by Tony Corey in week one that they actually asked him to be a part of their team, but he said, no, I had already committed to Honey Martin. So he could have been well, a part of I the don't think, Squad. I'm not sure about that because I know that Honey Martin posted looking for, they posted on the group looking for guys, and I reached out to Tony to tell them they're looking. So I know Tony was looking for a team. Maybe they just asked him too late, but. Perhaps. Peace. If you guys want a funny story about Toon Squad, was one of their best players, Ed Galbrenois, this season. Mm-hmm. They were playing football in a park, and they found him in a park playing football. And now he's, I think, their re- leading receiver. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. That sounds like a walk-on story in the NFL. Yeah. Like, hey, hey you, you, you can catch. Come play for a football team. Um, yeah, and it's all worked the, out. In the bottom half of uh, in the bottom half of tier three, uh, who yep. are the teams that t- that stick out to you? As, as being the, the better teams. Yeah, so I'm just loading this over here. Oh, you two get the same internet as us. <laughs> so I was looking over this. Internet, me the top... internet. Yeah, my internet here isn't, isn't famous, but I'm working off phone data. But for me, the team that just jumps out for me from Tier 3 by, by a mile is Goblin Gang. Mm-hmm. They're a team that could have been in Tier 1. I think they had a 2-2 two and two record finishing the uh, first half of the season. They just barely made out on the cash bracket. So I see Goblin Gang... Maybe trap stars as well. Just you think this team could have competed in tier one? Goblin Gang? I, I think Goblin Gang was the bottom half. To me, Goblin Gang is equal to Les Nigerians. I put them very similar. Well, they underachieved, I think, in the first four games. Yeah, I agree. Well, but they're doing the thing. This group of guys has been rotating quarterbacks forever, and to to try and stay in the, in lower divisions. And Anthony Drysdale is the, the most recent quarterback to do that. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like when you're only completing forty six percent of your passes, you're not going to be particularly successful. But they did put up a huge forty two twenty win over over Goon Squad. It wasn't close though that game. Like, no, of course it, not. It was, it was not even. But th- but that's what I'm saying. Like now they're going to face ball in sixties. They're going to face replacements. You know, yeah, trap stars and, and speakeasy to end the season, but they, they have two more winnable games to start the schedule. Yep. So for me, another team that really intrigues me in this tier three is um Lionheart. So for me, you know, I haven't, I wasn't following super closely. Oh, the Vikings. The start of the season for me, Lion. For me, Lionheart was always a team that had been kind of struggling, played with quarterback issues. Mm-hmm. And then if you look through the games they've played, maybe they're four and zero, 
but they've been hanging in there with some really good teams. Like, they brought Mean Girls to one touchdown. Like, I, I've looked at some recaps on the Lionheart games, and they're consistently hanging in within a touchdown or two. You know the what it only is, team they got blown out by was Honey, Honey Martin. Having played them, the reason is they play a slow tempo game where you don't have a lot mm-hmm. of possession. So it doesn't basically as long as you score, you're taking ten minutes off the clock. So you get two possessions first half, two possessions half half, uh, second half, and you make it close. That's that's really how they're winning. When mm-hmm. you play against a high intensity team that's going to score all the time, and they get stopped, that's when the game gets out of hand because they're not catching up. But honestly, are there any are there any high intensity teams left in this bottom half of tier three? Absolutely, there is. This is a team that could easily go from zero and four to four and four in the second half of the season. Well, Bond Sixers think they're 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 a high intense team here. I mean, they came at me, tripped at me yep. for their win. But is there a team that is a dark horse that could perhaps run the table and go four zero in the next round? It's Lionheart's team. But, but it's really beyond, Lionheart. sorry, beyond Lionheart's though, anyone else? So replacements is another team are hesitant with, right? They've got that experience. They're starting to form an experienced core of guys. And if you look at last season in the fall, they were very mediocre to start off the season, but they came back strong with some good games in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it all comes down to Frank, uh, Frank Joey Coatra, I believe, his quarterback. If he yeah. can just avoid some of those interceptions, right, develop his reads a bit, start getting the second and third guys. exactly that. System. The second part of your statement is exactly the, the problem, is developing mm-hmm. reads. He, he quite simply does not read the field. And it's something that he needs to improve. Like, not, not not in every place. Some place he'll read the field, but there's also a place where he makes the decision in the huddle where he's going with the ball. Yep. Well, no, no, I know. I played them in... I played them last fall, and there's some plays where you know that slant's coming. Right? So the series having a good game. You know he's going to be slanting in. But mm-hmm. he has the ability to read the field. As long as he starts making that decision more consciously to give him... Not even deciding in the huddle, but deciding, I'm going to throw to one of these three guys. If he just starts making that little switch, this is a team that can very easily start winning some big games against this competition. Well, the guy they to watch out for to win the, the guy to watch out for is Chris Olsen, who they brought onto the team, and he's made a big difference mm. for the snapping. Because remember, they played Honey Martin again in Laval on Monday night. It was mm-hmm. a one-score game until very late. And for me, Honey Martin's one of the top teams. Yeah, yeah, and and you can ask Iggy Magnus about it, right? That game could have gone either way. It was actually tied at one point, and then Honey Martin, with their experience of ball hawking, this made things difficult for that offense for a replacement. And the thing mm-hmm. is that the switching to Chris Olsen as snap, being that he's such a such a dependable snapper, um, Frank uh, Frank doesn't need to take his eyes off the defense because the snap's always going to be in his chest. It's not this big looping snap that he's struggled to catch for no, seasons. All right, looking at the biggest impact. Sorry, go Sorry. I can just get one last word here. The biggest impact of having Chris Olsen on the team, his snapping's great, but it's a second mind in the huddle, right? Mm-hmm. It's a quarterback who can tell you how to go through your reads. He succeeds well, provided, across. Uh, provided that the Colachola can understand the reads, absolutely. I agree with you. Looking at Coet here. Can, you, yeah. Sorry, looking at Coet here, with uh, you. Alexi, when you look sorry. at the how it's unfolded so far, the Fighting Tigers upended you guys uh, in a close mm-hmm. one, in a fun one, albeit no Jim Springer or Jimmy Ojea in that, in that football game. But right yeah, now, are one. the are the Funny Galenas the best team in co-ed? Oh, you're really putting me there, Mo, aren't you? I can't say they're the best team. You know I can't. It was a great game last week. I had a really good time playing. It was a really fun team to play against, right? But so from an objective standpoint, then, are they the best team? No. They brought out, they brought out um, who was it? They brought out Theo, Theo Ojea in an attempt to beat us. And we were missing, and we were missing our best bringer in Jamil, our best when, player in Jamil. When Jamil's. you say attempt so, to beat you... 
You mean did beat oh, you? Oh, sorry. Yeah. They did beat us. Yeah, yeah. They beat us. <laughs> they beat us fair and square. Always being technical there, Peace. Yeah, just saying. But look, saying, we're playing. Yeah. You guys won't have to wait long to see the best team. We're playing them Monday night, which is what's going to be the best game of the season in Kuwait. Can't wait for it. And hopefully there will be even roster against even roster if everyone shows up. And that's going to be an absolute what, game for the ages. What about a team like Semikokon? Like, we've been talking about this team for the last couple of weeks here. They have a yep. really good quarterback in Gerard, who's really given some teams a tough yep. fit here and there. They almost beat Fighting Tigers 10 days ago. They beat Ying and Yang. Uh, can they yep. rock the boat and maybe get themselves into a top two spot? Or top so for me, the semi is definitely the underdog team in Kuwait. I mean, they're a team who they've got the athletes there. They've got a really talented quarterback who's making the smart decisions. She's not turning over the ball very much. Her quarterback ratings through the roof, and they're just missing a few lucky breaks. They've been in it every game this season. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I don't think they've played Lasek yet. I'll take them both games over Lasek. I'll take them over Yin and Yang. They're a team who we don't know much about them, right? A lot of their roster is unknown, and they're just—they're a really exciting team to play. They're one of my favorite teams in Kuwait at the moment. I think they can do um, real impact. Like that. And they have a honey badger as a mascot. Yeah. can't have not played Lasek. They played them twice to end the season. Exactly. And and so like Lasek, they've struggled with this season in FPF. If you were to rather than antagonize them, provide them with insight on how they can improve, what would you say? So for me, last sec is they just need to start gutting the ball in. They have some really big, good receivers, except they only try to use their height on deep balls. Mm-hmm. They're floating in a lot of balls into the shorts, which are jumped and picked off. So if they keep their routes really short, I know their quarterback has an arm. Alison Francion, he has the athleticism to scramble out of the pocket, get right next to that line of scrimmage, and just drill it for four yards every play. They keep on trying these big, like, skinny posts down the middle of the field, which keep on getting picked off by a free safety. They need to give up on that deep ball, even though they have tall players, and just use that size to create mismatches on little hooks and little slants, because they have the players and they have the talent. They're just some smart play calling away from winning a few games. Look yeah. at your team here, Kiss My End Zone. Yep. Does this show that you guys can't win without Jamil Springer in the lineup? Yeah, honestly, Jamil's a huge part of this team. So last game, I was kind of – so I called the defense personally, and I was getting a bit overwhelmed. I was missing options to drop deep. I was trying to think it through, and having Jamil on the field is just like – it's having a coach who's also a dominant athlete. It's just so much of a boost on the field. And without him, we're just – it's not only that we're missing a great player, it's we're missing the best football brain, probably an FBF on the field. So, of course, it's a huge impact when he's not there. Lexi, I have a fun one for you. Every now and then we get posts on the, the Facebook group for guys looking for a team, and you took the gamble yep. and brought in Vlad Pierre on your roster. He's played four games mm-hmm. and actually you know, good stats on, on offense. I mean, three receptions, 57 yards, a TD, good stats on defense as well, eight tackles. Um, yeah. So has it paid off? I mean, what, what are you thinking when you already have a roster of like nine guys and you're like, oh, let's bring guy number 10 in and see what happens? So the way I work my teams in Kuwait is I always want 10 guys. I always want 10 players. Six guys, four girls. You always have people like they can miss a game. So if you're missing a player and you have 10, it just works out. And then last minute, I think it was two days before the season started, one of the guys texted me. Unfortunately, due to family concerns, he couldn't make it. So I seen Vlad posting over the Facebook group. I texted him within five minutes. He answered me. As long as he like they're up front with me, he was in for the season. It was perfect. And he's been trying to fit in. I feel like he's a great athlete, and he's got – very, very underrated speed. You look at him, he doesn't look like the fastest guy in the field, but 
He's probably the third fastest guy on our team. And he's really fitting on the offense. So if you look at Josh Vasquez, he loves hooks and slants. And he can turn those hooks and slants into yards after the catch. So it's really paid off adding into the team. All right, last question for you, Alexi. More likely to happen again in a football game. Jalen Grease getting tackled by Seth Glina for, on a potential pick six. Or you <sighs> turning a five-yard hook to a 40-yard touchdown. Oh, I'm never turning a five-yard hook into a 40-yard touchdown again. I don't know how that happened. I'm not even a fast guy. Like, I was waiting for, like, there's steel on the field. I'm waiting for him to, like, gain 30 yards on me. I don't know how that ever happened. It was like a slow-moving, like, touchdown. I was like, oh, my God, he's about to score. What is going on here? I the know. apocalypse is hit. It happens to me once before. I played about 100 FDF games. like my second 40-yard touchdown ever. There you go. Uh, when's your article coming out, uh, Alexi? Um, after I start it, so. Nice. Perfect. We're going to see You've learned yeah, from the um, best, clearly. Pease has coached you well. Absolutely. Yes, man, it is what it is. I, lo- I love my team. I love my, uh, my, my media team. King of the media over here. Peace. Well, we, we look forward to seeing your article whenever it's posted up, maybe like in two weeks for all we know. Perfect. All right, Alexa, Oh, yeah, so maybe much. three. Give it a month. What, a month, perfect. perfect. Uh, Alexa, thanks so much for joining us today, and we'll speak to you soon. Talk to you soon, bud. Thanks so much. See you guys. Later. Bye. Bye. All right, it is now time for Games of the Week. We're going to flush it down the toilet because we got to go to the washroom. Uh, Okay, I guess. Uh, Tier 1, Brav Vad versus Sweat and Beers. Braves. Well, they're both green, so give me Braves. Let's make that clear. Someone's got to wear white. Bring white somewhere. Yeah, uh, uh, Sweat and Beers, you have to wear white. Or any other color other than green. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brav Noir versus Terror Squad. Brave Noir. Yeah, Brave Noir. It's not, a, it's not a trap game. Talking about how Terror Squad so no. improved. <laughs> well, we're no. waiting. We're waiting. No. no. You want to add to that terrible record? <laughs> no. Next game. Oh BYOB Consequence. Consequence. Get, they rate the shit. Yeah, yeah game. I agree. Uh, Urgence Medzik and KGP. Again? Why? Because there's some games. You play every team once, and you get one additional game against someone. Now, that game was funky because Urgence Medzik could have won in the end, and they just couldn't score in the last touchdown. I'm going to go KGP to win this game. I'm actually going to say UM wins this one. Just because of how closely matched it is, I can't believe they'll lose two games back-to-back. All right. Dylan Garber, two. receiver of the year coming up. Unknown talent versus Tex-Ass Shorthorns. Tex-Ass. Give me Tex-Ass. Outlaws, Warriors. Oh, I'm going Outlaws. Outlaws, but outlaws. man, that's, good. that's a good game. That's a good uh, game. Here's another good game. Half a Stars, Easy W. That's going to be fun. First half a stars because EZW don't play defense. Yeah, half stars for me, please. Ligro Cook versus Pepperoni Boys. Pep Boys. Yeah, give me some peps. Trojans, pardon my swag. I'm going to go PMS on this I'm going to go Trojans. PMS played... Uh, Actually, the, no, no, no. I'll go, I'll go for my swag. They played swag. Uh, the team's tough, uh, the doubleheader on Wednesday. Tough Lungs, Mangoose. This is going to be a fun game. Mangoose. Mangoose, I agree. Voodoo, Bruins. Bruins. Bruins... And Les Santar, Los Bandidos. Santar. Santar. All right. Tier three, Triple P versus Rainmakers. I think Triple P is going to do it. Triple P. Yeah. Honey Martin versus Lockdown. Sorry, buddy. Honey Martin. Good game, though. Honey Martin. Close. It'll be a close one, but Honey Martin won. Lionhearts, bada bing. Lionhearts. Uh, I'm going to go Lionhearts, yeah. Bud Knights, Toon Squad. Toon, Toon Squad. Squad. Goon Squad, Trap Stars. Trap, Trap Stars. <laughs> This is awful. <laughs> oh, my God. This is boring. We're so repetitive. Pieces you pick? Yeah. yeah we, we've had the same picks. Okay. Uh, mean Girls, Lene Joanne. Uh, I'll go Mean Girls. Uh, mean Girls, Steve Lombardi might be out. 
So I'm going with Mean Girls. Yeah. Replacements, South Side Speedsters. I'm convinced teams make their names just to make me lisp. <laughs> Southside Speedsters. Yeah, give me Speedsters. <laughs> give me the lisp. Goblin Gang, Ball in 60s. Goblin Gang. I'm going to go Ball in 60s because they said, hey, pick against us. We always win. Well, I'm picking you guys. But really, I'm hoping you guys lose. So, ball in 60s for me. All right. Because that's how you improve your win record. <laughs> that's how we do it, baby. Zone six ballers, le speak easy. Speak easy. And easy. last league, we got co-ed here. Les semi-craquants, fighting tigers. Fighting tigers. Tigers in a close one. In a double header and a repeat of this past week, kiss my end zone, fighting tigers. Kiss, kiss, my, my, end zone. kiss my end zone. Yeah. header plus back-to-back weeks, kiss my end zone. And lastly, yin and yang versus la sect. Yin and Yang. Yeah, Yin and Yang. All right. All right. So through four. Good start, people. Uh, Keep yourself clean. And again, if you are feeling sick, do not come. Just call us or text us, whatever it is. And uh, we'll keep you up to date with Laval when we will have fans, if and when. Big thank you to Ignacio, quote, Iggy Magnet for joining us. Uh, Thank you to Alexis Dubois for joining us as well. Thank you, Mo, for showing up. Thank you, Peace, for being here already for our other show, which is called Hot Sauce Sports. If you remember to like, watch the Hot Sauce Sports. Had to throw it in. Appreciate it. Magic words, please. Why is Smash Mouth trending in Canada? Good night. All-Star. Let me know. God damn it. Let's